are you thinking big enough? You know, are you giving yourself permission to to play that bigger game? And it's 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 a process. You know, it's like it happens gradually. Like how I see how I see my business now, it's like fuck. Like it's it's about to take a real quantum leap and step into a whole new realm, which I, you know, maybe I saw back then, but didn't really know what that actually looked like. And so it happens and it expands over time. So if you're just starting out, you're like, man, I just want to make a sale. Awesome. Cool. Get a sale. But then what's next? Like, where do you, where do you grow from there? If I could be anything, I can be fucking anything. I still remember the day I had that realization while speaking at our Freedom Fest event. And I'm here to tell you that you can be fucking anything you want in life. I am Clint X Morgan, your host for the Rich Mystic Man podcast. And if you're ready to create a life of freedom, connection, and abundance, this podcast is for you. Hey, legend. Welcome to part two of a conversation that I had with a team within my community. So this is Kristen's team. She's a leader in the USA. And so I have a, a my team that spans all around the globe. And so I jumped on this call and uh, just basically, yeah, supporting them to go from where they are to where they want to go next. And there's where people on that call were just starting out. There's some people that were, you know, further along in their journey. And so for me, I've uh, been in the space and had a lot of success over the last almost nine years. And so it's a really beautiful model like that where you help other people, they help their people. And so, you know, help enough other people get what they want. You can have everything that you want. And there's this real beautiful like honoring of the lineage. So the people that have walked the path before you, they're also, you know, lending a hand, a helping hand back. Like my mentor did that for me. So I do that then for other people. And that's how you really create a, a thriving uh, community. And so this is one example of that. So hope you enjoy it and look forward to seeing you again very soon. Big love. Right. I would love to ask. Um, and then I have to, I'm going to switch to my phone and my daughter has a volleyball game. So I'm going to be in my car. And in case I get cut off, CJ is going to close the call. But um, I just would love to ask, like you've done a, an epic job of bringing in leaders into your team. So besides marrying one, what's what's the way that you get leaders into your team? <laughs> that's the that's the only that's the only strategy I know. You just marry them. <laughs> marry them. Yeah. <laughs> well, truth is that Christy got started before we got married. So that's like you don't you don't, yeah. I remember <laughs> Balaj saying to me, is like you don't sleep with your downline unless you're gonna marry them. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I'm Aria. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, leaders. I think it's a, it's yeah, it's 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 a mindset. It's it's really like a a belief system. And you know, I've I, you may or may not have heard me share it before, but an affirmation that I have, and I've written it down many times, and I still write it down to this day, is I attract. I attract self-aware, self-responsible leaders into my business or self-aware, self-responsible action-taking leaders into my business. And so, you know, by having that, uh, that, that is an affirmation. It just starts to reaffirm, you know, that belief and not that everyone that I've brought in has, has been a leader and has, you know, taken it off or taken off and run with it. But the, the reality is, is that, you know, there's only a handful of people that have actually really run with it and been leaders, but that's all it's taken to build it to what it is today. So, um, you know, I think I 
I really noticed that at the Enagic convention in Vegas is a lot of people were mentioning that some of these big leaders is like, it only takes two or three people to that crush it, that can change your whole life. You know, and if I look at Balaj, it was like, it literally was two people for me. And he had other people and other leaders and stuff like that. But he's like, it was you and Cameron George. You know, you were the two that really took it off and have built my business to where it is today. Two leaders. So um, it doesn't it doesn't take much. And But I think some things to add into there is really, you know, viewing it and talking about it from a space of a business. So, you know, talking in terms of um, trifecta, now the quad, and, uh, you know, speaking from those numbers and saying, listen, there's these incredible products that really transform lives. It's an amazing, it's an amazing technology that can solve many solutions for you and your family. Water being probably the most, apart from clean air, clean water is the next most important thing that you need in your life. And then after that would be clean food, right? But you're not 70% food, you're 70% water. So it's more important than food. And a lot of people value organic food and they, they eat clean food and they eat healthy. But it's like, what's the water you put in anybody, right? And you only drink water, what, every, every hour of every day that you're awake for just the rest of your life. It's like, okay, I think it's something that's probably should be higher up on your priority list. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a product that really is something of value and something that's, you know, not to go uh, too deep on this, uh, but I really feel water has been something that's been manipulated and poisoned uh, by some people on the planet that don't want the best for us. And so this is a real power move to uh, empower and free humanity from some of the shit that's being put in our water. And so if you look at our community and the 7,000 people that are part of it is like, that's a pretty fucking cool community. You know, there's people that are really awake, people that are, you know, living an impactful life, they're taking self-responsibility, that they're, they're leading their life. It's like, okay, well, is the water a part of that? I'd say yes. You know, I think a big part of the growth and the evolution of our community is because they're, they have one fundamental key element in their life correct, which is drinking pure, clean, energized, empowered, enriched water. So knowing that that's like the secret mission and what we're actually doing. And, you know, I really feel like Enagic is a gift to humanity and a real tool to awaken consciousness and to um, support and empower people from a health standpoint. And there's this epic, amazing business model that's also attached to it that can support you to create freedom, um, abundance, you know, financial results and tap into a, a compensation plan that gives you legacy and you sharing in the wealth and growth of this uh, amazing company, this Japanese company that has a, a business plan that spans out 400 years 
and we're still only in the early phases of that, you get to tap into this. And once you reach a, reach a, reach a certain point, which is just a, it's not actually that many sales, once you reach a certain point in your business, you get paid and get shared in the, the legacy wealth of this company and you get paid whether you show up or not. Um, and so I guess there's many uh, factors and and facets of the the business which are attractive to leaders. And so by putting it in front of uh, people that get it and are conscious and you know want to create a life of freedom and impact and and value their health is like it just makes sense. You know, it's it's something that, you know, if you get this information in front of the right person, they can see it. So it's like if I, you know, get this uh and 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 show it to them in a way that they would understand and resonate with, then there's no reason why they wouldn't say yes. So I think it's it's something that's designed for leaders. So all we need to do, and and I feel this is our best approach is become a leader ourselves, be a good human, you know, have some good values, be self-responsible, you know, heal, un- un- uncover and uh, open up what's uh, holding you back from life, you know, be courageous, step forward in your, your life and your purpose, heal your heart. And, um, you know, this then becomes a beacon that people want to work with you. You know, there's so many people that are, they're corrupt, you know, and this this isn't just the government. It's not just the government that's corrupt. Like I can be corrupt at times, you know, like there's, it's part of our, it's part of humanity. It's part of our DNA. It's part of our consciousness, right? But it's like, I catch myself when I'm, and I, when I say corrupt, it's like, I'm not like running some illegal <laughs> drug trade or anything like that. Like <laughs> it's not that level of corruption, but there's this, you know, things where I corrupt my my own self and it might be just like, you know, I corrupt myself by eating some sort of food or drinking a cocktail, which I know this doesn't serve me, but I have it anyway. And it's really corrupting my health in some sense. So we all have this within humanity. We're not, you know, quote unquote perfect. Um, but I think by being self-responsible, you know, showing up for yourself, you know, doing doing the healing work that's necessary. And if we just do do those things, then, you know, we start to attract a, a higher level of person. And so for me, like I've been on a really deep uh, healing journey for the last realistically 15 years. And more specifically, once I, you know, discovered an magic and I started building it. So I feel that even when I got started, I was already, you know, on my journey of leadership. And so that's why I feel I was able to attract and um, call in leaders. And I was also thinking really big. I think a lot of people think too small. You know, we had a, a retreat the other day or it was a couple of months ago and uh, we got everyone to share like what's their intention, what do they want to create. And there's people like, oh, listen, I'd love to be 4A in the next six months. Some people are like, listen, I'd love to be like 6A in the next year or so. And I'm like, fuck, like, and I, I was reflecting back to my intention. And I remember Balaj, Balaj asked me when I got started with the Nadjik, he's like, what, what's your intention, bro? And I was like, man, I want to sell 10,000 units. He's like, dude, 10,000. I was like, yeah. 
And he goes, dude, that's that's huge. He goes, that's epic. He goes, that's awesome. Let's do it. And we've now done it, right? So it's like, but if I had said, oh, I just want to be 6A, it's like, I'd probably just be 6A, right? But I, yeah. I, set, a, I set a big goal and I allowed myself to, um, I gave myself permission to to think big. And I was like, I want to be the the top earner in the fastest growing team in Enagic Australia. That was my intention, you know? So what is your intention? Is it just to, and there's no right or wrong here, and but it's like, is it to be, to have a, a, a massive team that spans around the globe? Or is it just to be, you know, to create a bit of extra income? And that, like I said, that's that's fine. But if you want to build a big team and attract leaders, the greater the vision allows more space for other people to to fit in with that. And if I, you know, shine the light on Balage for a moment, he wanted to, or his his intention was to create a global prosperity movement, global prosperity movement. So within that, it's global. It's a movement and it's creating prosperity for, and it's now, you know, creating prosperity for thousands or tens of thousands of people all around the world. So he's, he set something up that created space for other leaders to plug into. And so, you know, I feel like mine was the same as like, cool, I, I see something global, you know, I want to, you know, span this all around the world and attract self-aware, self-responsible leaders into the business. And so that's sort of what's that's what's transpired over the last five years. So are you thinking big enough? You know, are you giving yourself permission to to play that bigger game? And it's 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 a process. You know, it's like it happens gradually. Like how I see how I see my business now, it's like fuck. Like it's it's about to take a real quantum leap and step into a whole new realm, which I, you know, maybe I saw back then, but didn't really know what that actually looked like. And so it happens and it expands over time. So if you're just starting out, you're like, man, I just want to make a sale. Awesome. Cool. Get a sale. But then what's next? Like, where do you, where do you grow from there? So that was epic. Thank you. My question kind of piggybacks off that. So, okay. So I'm 4A now and I want to go to 6A and I have this big, hairy, audacious goal. I want to be a global movement. I want to create a massive movement of women who are their queen, own queen by design. But then I, when I think about that, how big that is, then I let that fear get in there and go, oh, fuck, what will I do when that happens? How do I become that leader with that self-confidence, that unwavering belief in myself that I can do that once I get, once I get there? How do you get to that point now? So that you continue on that goal, on that level of growing that. Yeah. So it it's like, um, yeah, there's this saying, I'm trying to think of what it is, but it's like, um, yeah, I think it's like, it's like you think big and you start with the, the end goal in mind. Like what's the, what's the, what's the biggest vision that you can now see, but then it, it just starts with a single step. A single action and so you know i just had a yeah it was a it was a real up level for me because you know hosting an event in another country in europe other side of the world like it was it was a big big uh it was a big bold move and yeah it took it took a lot of courage in those times where i wanted to quit quit i didn't think it was possible i was you know there's a lot of fear coming up there was a lot of money stuff coming up you know, I'm like, okay, I got this event. These are the these are the outgoings. I'm like, are we going to sell that many tickets? 
am I going to have to put in, you know, 50 or a hundred grand out of my pocket? I'm like, holy fuck, like, I don't want to do that. And so I had all money stuff coming up. Those, those, and, but I was like, those, and at the same time, I was like, no, nah, I just, I just kept tuning. I was like, I just got to keep moving forward. I just got to keep, I just got to keep showing up. I got to keep, keep action. And even times where I wanted to contract, I would just like, cool, what's the next step? I'd move forward and I would actually expand. Let's add another day on the event. Let's add a, an extra thing, which is going to cost us more money, but it's also going to allow us to bring in some more revenue and add another level of service, you know, to the event. And so, you know, really, I was really stepping and playing into another game. It's like, cool, I'm now going global. I've got this team in Sweden. We're going over there. I'm traveling across the world, flying business class, uh, you know, going to this event and, um, you know, stretching myself, spending more money in a day, you know, like then before I used to make in over a year to spending a day in just one of the, one of the invoices for the event, you know, <laughs> and transferring that out of my account and paying that. And so it's just, it was, it was insane. It was an insane up level. Right. Um, so that's a, an expression of where I am today. Now taking a leap to the, the next step. However, you know, back when I was just getting started, and I, sh I shared this on this, the stage in Sweden when I was, mm, maybe I was just 5A to 6A around there. So I'd done 50 sales um, or 50 group sales and on, on the way to 100. And I was like, I need, to run an, I need to run a training for my team. I need to put on an event. And so I had a mentor at the time and he was, I was doing boxing with him. I was actually, I was fighting. I was doing some boxing training, which was a way for me to, uh, get outside my comfort zone, do something that was that scared the shit out of me, uh, put me in a situation. I was being disciplined. I was focused. I was around men. I was activating a, a masculine side of me. And I said to him, I was like, Gav, I said, I want to put on an event for my team. I'm just looking for a venue. Do you know of any, any spaces? And he's like, dude, you could use my gym. It's like, really? I could use your gym. He's like, yeah, man. I said, oh, awesome. Like, what do I owe you? And he goes, mate, don't worry about it. He goes, just use it. It's on, it was on a Saturday. He goes, I don't use the gym on a Saturday. Just use it. I've got some trestle tables and stuff there. So anyway, this was a big thing for me. I'm like, cool. I got an event. Anyway, so I, I called up my team and uh, I invited them to this event. It was a big thing for me. I was outside my comfort zone. I'm like, okay, what am I going to teach them? Okay, cool. I've got to get a whiteboard. I, I found my venue. I got the, the trestle tables there. You know, I invited my team. I did like it's probably half a day, half a day of training. I was just sharing with them what I did, what I what I'd done to get to where I was. And I invited Christy because Christy was in my team. I think we were, I think we were together. Yeah, we we're actually together by then. Anyway, she came late, um, as she does, and uh, <laughs> and anyway, she rocked up. She sort of sat there, and she just sort of sat there, sort of like that, sat there like arms crossed. Um, you know, just sort of. And I was, and I got to the end. I was like, babe, how was that? And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what are you making? She goes, this place stinks. And I was like, yeah, it's a gym. <laughs> she goes, you can't, you're talking about making money and being wealthy and you hear at this smelly, crusty gym. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right, good point, right? But anyway, so that was a, a stretch for me at the time, right? And then to you know, eight years later to have this event in Sweden, plus we'd had, you know, events and things in between, right? It was it was chalk and cheese. 
But at that time, that was me stretching myself to a level and going beyond where I currently was. So it's like, it just, you have this big vision. And even for me, like I, I know Sweden event was just a drop in the ocean of where, where I'm going and what's possible and this global movement and, and how it's going to unfold. And I, for me, I see like stadium events and events that, that grow all, all around the world. And so Sweden's still just a stepping stone. It's like I haven't arrived and I'm only 39. So I'm like, I know I have another 30, 40, 50 years of doing this. And so it's still a stepping stone. So it's like you, you have this vision of what you can sense and see, but it's like, cool, what's the step now that's stretching me, that's, that's outside my comfort zone, that's just growing just that little bit that I'm freaking out about, but I'm still willing to do it. And then we just keep doing that. And then you, it's like you recalibrate at that level. And now to have an event in the gym with the trestle tables, I wouldn't do that. You know, that was that was eight years ago, Clint. You know, and now I've I've outgrown that level. To do that would just be easy. I could just do a post and have 10 people rock up and it just would be easy, right? But back then it was like I was calling people, I was trying to sell the team of why there's value in coming and all this sort of stuff. Um just getting up and speaking was really confronting, right? So it's it just happens gradually. So it's just a constant stretch, evolution. You grow, you recalibrate. What's the next step? You grow, you recalibrate. You have to work through your stuff. Do you break through a ceiling? You grow, you recalibrate, and step by step, step by step, you start to um, you're expanding into a, a a greater level of consciousness and awareness, and it just continues to grow and and uh, trans uh, yeah transforming into the the person you need to become to hold the vision that you do and i i will say like i often hear people say is like how the fuck do you manage so many people like we've got it would be well over ten thousand people in our downline right and um there's seven seven thousand one hundred or something in the facebook group there'd be a lot of people that aren't in that facebook group and so which is incredible and amazing and people are like, how do you manage that many people? Like I'm struggling to manage six. And the reality is, is that the further you, you, you grow in that is like you establish leaders. And so there's, there's people in the team like um, that they don't need my leadership. They don't, they don't need me so much because they've developed their own leadership and everyone runs their, their own ship, which is within uh, my organization. But it's like, they don't, like, you know, Chris and I might speak to her a few times a year, right? Because she's doing a thing. She's putting away. She's got her own growth. She's got her own uh, upline, you know, which is which is Brooke. And so Brooke's, she's good. She's running the thing. And then between Brooke and me is Christy. And then so if she needs anything, she might go to Christy. And then above that's me. And then above that's Balazs. So it's like um, the, the, the greater you grow, it's actually, it, it works. And I find... There's this point where it is a lot and there's a lot of people and it is hectic to manage, but then it reaches this point as you continue to grow where the leadership starts to support itself. And so it doesn't actually require too much time and you might just connect in with your leaders a few times a year. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was a great, great question. I never know what the... Uh, what the answer is going to be until we get there. And then it comes out. It's like, oh, it's pretty good. I like that. So good question. That was exactly what I needed. So thank you. <laughs>
You're Mine kind of tags on to that too, Clint. And I was I just curious to know, you sort of mentioned about um, that one affirmation you talk about, like I bring in, I'm calling in self-aware, self-responsible, motivated leaders. What are some other um, like mindset hacks that have really worked for you that you wouldn't mind sharing with us? Uh, mindset hacks. I think, uh, I think... Uh, I feel <laughs> uh, more more powerful than mindset hacks is getting to the the root cause and and healing, and so you can have a series of spiraling negative thoughts that you know bring you down or dampen your day or have you you know in your head a lot. And if you can, you know, bring yourself into a, a state of feeling and allow yourself to feel whatever is triggering those thoughts and, and you and you give your space, give yourself space to feel that, the the thoughts just dissolve. And I and I have heard um that one emotion can have up to a thousand negative thoughts to it. And I don't like the whole negative and positive thing. It's like to me, it's it doesn't. I don't resonate with that because it's like it's not really who, who who labels them positive and negative. It's like I can find I can find beauty in grief and allow myself and you know feel some tears for the loss of my brother and feel really beautiful and connect with him and miss him and and it's 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 a it's a just a different experience. It's not a bad thing. I don't feel sorry for myself or I don't feel like a victim because I'm I'm feeling that or like why did I lose my brother and you know maybe I might feel that for a moment, but it's like. Um, if I can allow myself to feel, then a lot of these thoughts just just disappear. So I feel like m- mindset and um, thinking a certain way holds its holds its place, and like affirmations and things like that can help re- rewire the brain and create new neural pathways and things like that. But the the big thing for me has been feeling. So allowing myself to to feel whatever arises and, you know, like, and then using certain tools that can uh, help with that process. So oftentimes when we're thinking it is hard, harder to feel when there's all these thoughts around around our brain, it's like, it can be a little bit harder to feel. So something that I, that I've been using just recently, actually, which works uh, really well is some sort of practice that gets you, in, you know, gets you in and connected in with your body. So I use, it's sort of like I, I say it's qigong, but it's not really. It's something that I've sort of adapted and and molded and created myself and put a bunch of different practices together. But it's sort of like a bit of body movement, a little bit of breath work, uh, and then I use this uh, pineal breath, which I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza. And so it's basically just cultivating the energy from your your root and you're bringing it up, um, sort of activating like your core muscles. And your uh, this the cerebral fluid in your spine, and it's bringing drawing the energy up, and then you then you're holding the energy on your on your so you're sort of contracting all these intrinsic muscles here, which then push this uh, spinal fluid, put a bit of pressure on your brain, which then act, activates your pineal and um, activates DMT, and then flushes this DMT into your body, and then it just helps you to like 
just be present and those thoughts sort of just dissipate and then you'll feel. And oftentimes I'll do this. And I did it the other day when I was in Ibiza and I woke up and I just sort of felt like heavy, you know, there was this mental chatter, negative mindset. And so I was like, cool, I'll do this practice, did this practice, cultivated some energy. And I was there and I sort of felt a bit wobbly on my feet because I activated this DMT. I lied on the ground and I just cried like a deep cathartic cry for about maybe 15, 20 minutes. And it just allowed me to feel whatever that emotion was. And it was something that was linked to something that had happened for me. I'd felt sort of betrayed by someone. So it triggered this, this part of me, but I was, I gave myself permission to go there and feel that. And so after that, I felt a lot lighter. And um, so I think the more we can allow ourselves to really uh, feel and heal, then that's what creates space within our being. It, sort of it, it unlocks a lot of these things, this stuff, this it's that's uh creating like a denser energy and it it you know brings us more open. It creates more light in our body, which you know makes us lighter and more youthful and more radiant. And uh people connect with that on a deeper level. And I feel like that's the most powerful thing you can do for your brand is uh you know being someone of light because they're like fuck, I don't know what it is, this person. Like, I don't really get what they're saying, but I just want to be around them. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to do what they're doing, you know? So I think that's the, that's the, 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 the best thing we could do to build our business is just become more light. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. So good. That's amazing. So if you want to, if you want to find out more about like that pineal breath, like read, uh, from Dr. Joe yeah. Spencer, it's uh, becoming supernatural, and he sort of breaks it down okay. how, to, how to do it. It's an epic, epic, really powerful book. Yeah, it's I've done some inner work um, already because I have to. I've recovered from domestic violence, and so there's a lot of like just dissociation that had happened. So I've had to put in a lot of those practices just to like get back in my body. But I'm still at that place where I'm transitioning out of like. I'm still like not in regular practice of that. So as you're talking about healing, I'm like, that totally resonates with me. And that's certainly a practice that I would love to, yeah. to body as well. And it's like learning to feel the feelings was like a huge part of my, my journey yeah. and like allowing yourself to feel it. Cause you know, it's not going to last. It's like the more times you do it, the easier it gets almost. Cause you're like, Oh, here it comes. Let's feel it. And then we'll be able, we'll feel lighter, <laughs> be able to move forward. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, whatever, whatever you resist, persists. So it's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, often, yeah. often people are like, I don't, I don't want to feel like this. So then they're they're trying to change it, or they're they're making it wrong, or it's like, oh, you know, or you might be doing these mindset practices, or and then you just you feel like you just, yeah. And it's like, but when you try and we, you're judging how you feel, and you're trying to change how you feel rather than just feeling it, then you just right. you're just putting it off, and you're actually you're prolonging this emotion that's trying to signal to you that it wants to be felt. And so then life will create situations and circumstances to try and trigger you and allow you to, to feel this emotion. And so the, the quicker we can surrender to that and allow it to move through us and feel it, the, the quicker that it just actually moves on rather than like, Oh, I don't want to feel this. I'm afraid of feeling this and trying to change it or suppress it or numb it, or, you know, uh, you know, take some sort of drug or something like that, that, makes you feel better for a moment, but you're just prolonging the inevitable. And so the faster we can surrender to it and feel it, 
the the quicker that things then you know can just transmute and move through awesome how do you spell penial is it p-e-n-e-i-l penial mm. i think it's p p-i-n-e-a-l penial penial yeah okay i'm gonna look that up awesome yeah that, that makes more sense even if you just look at like uh yeah um, Dr. Joe Dispenza on YouTube, he's got a bunch of videos. And even if you just search pineal breath, uh, there's probably a video where he's explaining how it works and how to do it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's yeah. great. All right, I think I'll take one last question. Melissa, did you have a question? Um, sure. So I one issue that I have is I'm attracting a lot of people who are in a shit state financially. And while I want to help people like that, um, I also, my goal is to call in those who are financially solvent. Um, the issue I have is that I know a few people who have mucked up their finances more than I have. <laughs> and I've always struggled with it. I have a ton of student loan debt. And I, you know, I finally, starting a couple years ago, got to the root of why that is. I had like a childhood issues, of course. And then also learning that my brain is kind of wired to have trouble with, you know, just to not be a numbers person. I get overwhelmed easily and I have trouble planning ahead. And I've actually said that when I start making over a certain amount of money, I need to hire somebody to help me manage money because I have I just know I'm going to have trouble with it um so it kind of it makes me feel like a fraud talking to people who I know are more together financially than I am and I get like a imposter syndrome that kind of you know snowballs um and I end up, more, you know, more comfortable talking to people who aren't really in, even in a place to invest. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice on how to deal with that? Yeah. Two things. So the first is uh, you attract what you are. And so it's very common. And I, I remember, I remember very specifically, like when I, I've been in the business for a little bit, but I had this period where I wasn't doing anything and I'd wanted, I wanted to give up. And I think I had even quit at one stage. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I said to Chris, I was like, babe, I'm out. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. And so I was, you know, exploring, doing different things, but I got to a really bad place financially. I was in a very low place in my life. Um, so much so that I, I broke my arm, which was a real breaking, a break, a breaking point for me. And um, but it was also a turning point for me. And I read this book called Letting Go, The Pathway to Surrender, which I also highly recommend. It's a really powerful book. That sort of speaks into what I was sharing about just prior. And I just something I was reading this book and I said to Christy, like literally I'd said to her, I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I quit. And then maybe two days later, I was like, babe, I think I'm doing an adjig again. She's like, what? You just said you quit. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And I just, from reading this book, I just let go of all this shit that I, that I had where I was, which was all bullshit, bullshit that I was holding myself back from actually doing it, right? So anyway, so I read this book, and then so I said, all right, cool, I'm I'm getting back into action. I said I want to I want to get ten people started this month, right? So I set this goal this month, ten people, and so I got ten people started, and nine out of the ten got started on an e payment with a K eight, 
right? And I was like, fuck, like it was still cool, but I'm like, where's all the trifectas and, you know, like people getting finance and paying cash. But it was a reflection of where I was at because I was in a really bad place financially, right? And But through that, I was able to, you know, still make a bunch of money, several thousand dollars. And I, from that, then I started to just have a bit of a different, mindset bit of a different wealth consciousness so then from there i started to then attract a few people the next month that would you know or maybe it was like a couple people would get financed some people on e-payment and it started to shift and then as i started to grow i'd attract more and more people that were willing to pay cash or you know were able to get financed to buy their products and so it's as you shift and as you grow you know it'll start to you know shift within your business and you'll start to attract you know different different people that will get started in different ways. And I've seen it with Christy. I've seen it with many other people within our community. It's like you'll attract people that are a reflection of where you're at. And so, but the cool thing about that is like, as you grow and you're attracting those people, you're starting to make money. It's starting to shift and you'll find you might get one person that doesn't have that. They a bit of a different caliber and they'll start drawing. They might get 10 people started just on cash. You're like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden you're making all this money and it just, it can shift very quickly. So I think keep, you know, keep feeling, keep healing, keep, you know, owning where you're at and keep taking action from that place and it'll begin to shift. And then the second thing that I wanted to talk about was, uh, yeah, so don't, it's like, you just, it's not, it's not about you. Like all you are is a messenger. If you can view yourself just as a messenger, listen, I'm just, I got this information, right? It's sort of like, I don't know if this is a good example, but it's like, you don't need to be Jesus to like sell Christianity. Do you? Do you have to be like, or let's say, you know, Christ to have the level of consciousness that Christ did to get someone to read the Bible? No. Right. You just have to be a messenger, invite them to come and check it out for themselves. So same thing with the business is like, you don't have to be a multimillionaire in the space to show someone the pathway or give them the option to view it and for them to then, you know, walk their path within the business in whatever direction, whatever speed and whatever pace they want to build their business at. So if you can just say, you know, it's sort of like removing yourself from the situation. It's like all I am is just sharing the information. It's not like even if you look at like a car salesman, if someone's a, if someone's a, a car salesman, they're not earning that much money. So potentially, and I'm not speaking for all of them, you know, they're if someone's a car salesman for let's say Mercedes-Benz or one of these, you know, Lamborghini or like a high level luxury car, they might have one because they work there, but they're probably not realistically in a space to be able to afford one of these high-end cars. But it doesn't mean they can't sell one. Right. So same thing with you. It's like, you don't have to be all the way. And same like me, when I got started, like I I had only made a little bit of money, right? But I got people started because they saw, they saw the, the potential in what was doing. So if you can just sort of remove yourself and just all I'm doing is sharing information, right? And if they see the webinar and they see what I see and they're excited by it, then cool, I'll support them to get started. It's not on you. It's not you. you it's not your responsibility to make them successful. You don't need to be successful um, for them to be successful, which I think sort of takes the pressure off 
and takes the load off of that being the case before you can get someone started. Awesome. Thank you. And I, I actually, I have letting go. I haven't started it yet. So thanks for the motivation to start reading that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really powerful. I've never, I haven't actually read the book. I've just listened to it, but it's a, it's, it's amazing. So just, just read it. And it's like, it's one of those things that you just sort of allow it to happen. You're reading it. So like another book I can recommend is G, the gene keys by Richard Rudd, amazing uh, text. And you sort of just read it and things just shift and change and, he also has a process in letting go um, that uh, can support you. That's that's really quite simple. And so, you know, applying applying the tools and and just letting it move things things in your life is a really powerful uh, text. Awesome, thank you. The gene the the gene keys, Richard Rudd, really epic book. You have like a specific profile based on your time and place of birth, uh, time yeah. your time, place, and and date of your birth. And uh, you have these specific gene keys, which are predominant within your profile. And then you also have all these other 64 gene keys, which is the the consciousness of humanity. And so by reading it, contemplating it, um, sitting with it, it just allows, you know, dormant DNA to be activated and things to be let go and transmuting shadow and taking ownership of your life and different things. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Tia's got it. That's an epic book as well. And it's something it's like a it's not one you read front to back. It's more so you pick it up, you, you'll read a chapter or you'll read one of the gene keys, you'll, you know, look into your profile and you'll explore it deeper. And then you might sit it for a bit. You can use it as like an oracle. You can sort of open it up and turn to a page if you have like a, a challenge or something you're working on. He's like, cool. It'll go to gene key 34, let's say, and you're reading, it, you're like, it's exactly what I need to hear. Thank you so much. So a really uh, powerful tool as well. So good. <laughs> All right, legends. Thank you so much for your your time and your questions and your presence. And uh, it's been a really great. Hey, can um, oh my god, we so appreciate this. Can we just shower um, Clint with our appreciation and maybe a couple people share one of their biggest takeaways? All of it. I think it. All, all of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway for me is like, no matter how far you get in this business, you're, it's an ever evolving thing. You're always continuing to learn and grow and expand and you're never going to arrive at this certain place. It's just enjoy the journey along the way. Nice. Love that. Yeah. You don't have to be Jesus to show someone Christianity. That is the best thing I've heard. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So good. good. We're sharing the gospel, the good news. I've never, I've never said that before either. I was, I was, I was like, oh, this is a good analogy. It just sort of came out. <laughs> so good. It's a really good one. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. So good. Oh my God. Massive appreciation to you, Clint. We so, yeah, we're going to, we'll see you all. See you in Okinawa. <laughs> yes. yes. Thank you, Clint. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, Clint. I hope you feel better. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for your love. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Have a great evening. Okay. All right. Ciao. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Give it five stars. Leave a comment. But most important thing of all is to take action from the wisdom and the nuggets that you heard within this show because that's where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens. And that's where the rich mystic man resides. And if you're serious about your growth, follow me across my social media at 
clintxmorgan and visit my website at www.clintxmorgan.com where you will find more information about my training and membership to keep on expanding. Be proud of yourself, my brother. See you on the next episode of the Rich Mystic Man podcast.